You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. It's time for the Dragon Con Report, a podcast dedicated to help newcomers and veterans prepare for the upcoming annual convention in downtown Atlanta. With interviews, advice, and news from the pros and fans alike, be careful, you never know, you might actually learn something. Howdy and welcome to the seventh episode of the 2018 Dragon Con Con Report. There is only one month left until Dragon Con. Wow. It, I can't believe it. It's just mind-boggling to me. Uh, I'm your host, Mike Gordon, and I'm pleased to introduce you to the rest of our station crew, which is really only one man this month, and that is Director Mike Faber. But what a man he is. Of course. It, what would it be? It wouldn't be a Dragon Con report without me here. I think in all the years we've done it, I've only missed one. Yeah, I think that's right. We did do one without you. Boy, we were really limping along then. Um, yeah. And uh, oh, I know, uh, I was did. the one who had to edit it. Of course, I heard yes, you limping that's true. along. Well, see, we still you we still used you. So even though you weren't there for the recording, you've still been a part of every single one of these, as I believe have I, except for maybe one. Because I, I you, did I miss one? I think you missed one. I think I might have missed one. But uh, in any case, we we this is a labor of love for us, uh, the Dragon Con Con Report podcast. Uh, we've been doing it for whew, seven years. Is that right? In some form or another, I think. Oh yeah. Um, because Dragon Con is so important to us, and uh, we've got a great, great, great show for you tonight. Uh, it's a little bit different than our usual format. In fact. Our regular crew, Darren, Mary, Dacoma, are, are not here this month, um, and I'm sorry for that, all, our, all Darren, Mary, and Dacoma fans, um, but uh, they are taking some well-deserved time off. They need to prepare for Dragon Con, uh, but they will be back. We will be recording a show uh, and releasing it in the second week of August so that uh, so that you'll be able to get some tips and, and, and actually suggestions about where we'll all be at, what we'll be doing. We're going to have a, a big show that we'll release in August uh, talking about everything that we're looking forward to. But right now, on this episode, like I said, it's really special. We've gotten some track directors together, and instead of our usual one-on-one interviews with them, uh, we are we decided to put them all in a group in the station and and sort of find out like what the challenges of being a track director is like and what are the successes that are like and just what is it like to be a track director. We've got some great folks doing uh, talking all about that, uh, starting with uh, our old favorite Joe Crow, American sci-fi classics track director. He is one of the co-directors there. Of course, Gary Mitchell is the other. Um, also from the alternate history track, we've got Q. Dr. Q um, will be joining us from the high fantasy track, returning to the station after about a year. I believe she joined us for the first time last year. Jennifer Liang is back with us. And we've got two new folks joining us. Uh, the new track director of the fantasy literature track, Seska Small. She was joining us. And a brand new track director with a brand new track. 
Jarvis Sheffield, the uh, the great, um, he is the director of the new Diversity in Speculative Fiction and Literature fandom track, which is whew, quite quite a big name for a big track. I think it's something a lot of people have wanted at Dragon Con. So we'll hear all about uh, his uh, his endeavors uh, of. of starting this new track and we're very excited to have Jarvis with us and all of the other track directors as well. So we're going to get to them a little bit later. Um, but right now also, um, and I don't want to forget this because at the end of the show, you're going to want to stick around. You're going to want to stick around because we've got some misbehaving mavens. We've got some misbehaving mavens are here. They are going to c- close out the show with us. So it's going to be a great time. It's going to be a pre-party to dragon con, which is only a month away, Mike, only a month. You have to keep on reminding me about that. You know, I have credit cards to pay before I can even think about going to Dragon Con. <laughs> you know, it's just it's just crazy that this whole thing is now winding day in to 30 days. 30 days. This is just amazing. You know, I'm so glad I am not one of those people who cosplay or, you know, get all gussied up for the con and everything. I just pretty much go as myself. And it's just... it could be too much work i'd be panicking i would be up all night trying to get all the details together and everything heck i'm still doing that with all the podcast stuff we're trying to do for the con oh man i am so stressed i mean i've got everything like all this stuff getting ready for the book release getting ready for my table getting ready for everything i mean it's been insane so i i definitely feel the stress um but i will say you know even though it's 30 days out um the app's still not out, so I just needed to say that so everybody could who has a drink in their hand can can take a swig because every time you have to mention the app, I did it again. Uh, there's another drink. So, well, you know um, they have been updating the app, so you know with the app out there, you know they're you're basing it off the 2017 one, and right. now, the 2018 app probably won't be available until probably about a week or two before the con itself. So look for, look for that app real soon. Yes. And for those of us who are still conscious, um, I do want to mention before we get started um, really deep into the show, uh, the Dragon Con Con Report is sponsored in part by our good, good friends at Borderland Comics and Games in beautiful Greenville, South Carolina. In fact, they were just this month in July voted the 2018 Best of the Upstate by readers of Greenville News. They got the Reader's Choice for Best Comic Book Shop, um, and it is a honor very, very well-deserved. So thanks, Robert and Michelle, and all the crew at Borderlands Comics and Games for that award. Uh, we will have uh, Robert joining us next month in August on our August show to tell us about what he's planning for Dragon Con. He will have a table at the... Actually, a whole booth, actually, uh, uh, in the Exhibitors Hall in the America's Mart. So uh, we will find out exactly what he's got in store for Dragon Con. So stay tuned for that in, in our next episode. But for more information for now, check out his website, borderlands.us. And he's also on uh, social media at uh, Borderlands Comics and Games on Facebook. So um, also, we at the Con Report are a proud member of the ESO Network. Be sure to check out the Amazon link at the top of the ESONetwork.com site. It doesn't cost you any more to purchase your stuff, and it really does help us out a lot. We also have a T Public store filled with all cool designs from T-shirts and various other knickknacks. Uh, there's a link for that on the top of the ESO Network page. 
And we also have a Patreon. So you definitely want to check that out because we've just started releasing episodes from, that we recorded at last year's Dragon Con from panels that both Mike and I were part of. Um, and we've started releasing those one a week until Dragon Con. So if you want to get in the mood and in the spirit of panels and parties at Dragon Con, uh, become a patron. And for just $5 a month, you can listen to that exclusive content. And, uh, and we are, we're putting up content all the time. So even after Dragon Con, we will have uh, plenty of content to release uh, from that Dragon Con, as well as other other ESO Network shows, we're always releasing content. So we just um, we just really appreciate everybody who has supported us thus far and is even thinking about doing so in the future. We uh, really appreciate our patrons. If you would like to leave feedback or comment on the show, please call our ESO feedback line at 404-963-9057 or free feel, feel free. Sorry, let me try that again. Or feel free to email us at dragonconreport at esonetwork.com. We are still looking for dragon tales from folks. So if you've got a dragon tale, a story that you want us to, to want to tell about your experience, about Dragon Con, about why you love it, please feel free to write us or send us an audio clip or call our feedback line, leave a message. And we don't have any Dragon Con tales because we've got so much content on this episode. We're kind of skipping that segment this month but next month they'll be back in and we got plenty of them so uh we will be playing all of those on the uh, next episode so thanks for that so now we're going to get started with the actual show <laughs> i know it's been yeah i know it's coming so um, really i thought this was the actual show i know right uh so we're going to get started with a bit of news and I, i'm going to take the show down a little bit and oh. i have to do this I have to do this because, unfortunately, um, this is something that uh, uh, has to be has to be addressed right off the bat. Um, we lost a, a great dear friend of Dragon Con and a great dear friend of mine, uh, the director of the comics and pop art uh, artist alley um, at Dragon Con, Tom Trainer, passed away uh, a couple of weeks ago last month, and uh, it was very very it's very sad. Uh, it was it was I want to say it was unexpected. I mean, he's been in poor health for a while now, but uh, um, I'm, I'm glad he's in a better place. I'm glad he's without pain, but uh, damn it, I'm going to miss him. Um, I, I can't imagine there's going to be a dark cloud over Artist Alley for sure in the America's Mart uh, this year. We are, I mean, Tom would want us to go on. Obviously, we're going to go on. The show must go on. And uh, we're very excited about the new space that we have, the artist. It's going to be a bigger and better section than ever before. And in, in part, not in part, it's all because of Tom, Tom's work. When he took over the, the comics and pop art area, I actually wasn't just pop art. It wasn't even pop art at that time. He brought that in. It was just comics. And comics was not treated very well at Dragon Con for years and Tom took it over, um, and with his help over the years, he has made it into one of the best areas, in my opinion, of Dragon Con. It's worthy. It's its own great comic show in and of itself. We are going to miss him uh, a lot uh, this year, and uh, it, it sucks because I, I was just typing the invitation to have him join us for our discussion on this episode when uh, when I, I heard that he passed, so that... Um, that was that's unfortunate, but um, you know we will have him in our hearts for sure. And I do believe that Dragon Con is planning some very very dear tributes to him uh, both this year at Dragon Con and beyond. 
So stay tuned because we will definitely cover that news as it develops as well. But um, rest in peace, Tom. This this show is dedicated to you. So um, so now uh, some good news. Some good news uh, about DragonCon this year. First and foremost, the progress reports are available. So even though the app is not out, you can have some DragonCon goodness. If you have already registered as a membership for DragonCon, you should have already gotten your progress report in the mail. Uh, I think Mike and I are both in the in there, so you can flip through and, and find our names and, and cross them out. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, so the progress reports are available, and um, they I, I've heard they're good. I haven't actually seen one myself. Have you, Mike? Nope, not yet. Um, so that's a good thing. Also... Um, we got some really good news um, a few weeks ago from our friend. He joined us earlier this year, Logan Allen Wolf, um, about the giant superhero photo shoots. Well, they are back. Uh, they uh, He has worked tirelessly with DragonCon 2018, um, and they're making it happen. Uh, the For the first time ever, the giant superhero photo shoots will be held at night. They've solved the problem of how to coordinate this with the large panels, and that's to have the superhero photo shoots at night. Uh, DragonCon will be employing a professional lighting company to light up the two largest sets of stairs for those shoots starting at 8.30 p.m., and I'm sure it's going to go until whenever. Um, so it's actually going to be very cool, much cooler than it's going to have a unique look. Um I, and it's going to be cooler, literally cooler for everybody in costume because this, the you know, Atlanta sun is not going to be beating down on them. Instead, they're going to have these huge professional lights beating down on them. But still, I, it's very exciting. Um, so that is the uh, it's going to be at the Hilton Steps. Uh, you can find out more information by going to uh, DragonCon official site as well as the I believe it's the uh, giant superhero photo shoot group on um, on Facebook. Find out all about it. But um, congratulations to Logan and all the cosplayers out there because I know how important having these group shoots are to them, and I'm just glad that they're going to be able to do it. So you're going to see the big Marvel Universe one. You're going to see the big DC Universe one and, and some more. It's going to be awesome. So um, congratulations, Logan, for for uh, getting that done, and uh, with congratulations, DragonCon, for working with the cosplayers to get that done. That's a really nice story. I'm I'm glad to hear that. Um, also, and, and Mike uh, shot me this right before this news item, right before we started recording. Uh, another return: the return of the Georgia Philharmonic. They will be performing at the Hyatt Regency on Saturday, September first. How cool is it going to be to have an orchestra perform? Yep, and I'm sure they'll play one or two Kiki songs there. Oh, just a few, yes. Um, they are a great orchestra. Uh, if you've ever heard the Georgia Philharmonic, they do a great job throughout the year. Um, I think they do sign a, a kind of events as well. But uh, they, like I said, they were performing at the Hyatt Regency. Um, I believe that's at 7 p.m. Of course, you know, check the app uh, when it comes out. But um, if you want to see what they did last year, to just get a taste of whether or not you want to check it out, uh, DragonCon TV has a, a link on their YouTube page. They've got their performance from last year that you can view. So, um, so go ahead and check that out and see if you can add, want to add it to your schedule for Saturday, September 1st. Um, I also want to, before we get uh, to the rest of the news, I also want to do two things. Um, let everybody know that DragonCon 
still needs a ton of volunteers. They need a lot of volunteers. So I'm not sure if there's been a shortage of volunteers this year, but it seems like, um, for me, it seems like they're really still looking for a lot of areas uh, in which they need volunteers. So check out the dragoncon.org page. Find out how you can be a volunteer if you're still interested. Uh, Mike, as you said, it's a basically a free pass. So, I mean, you do have to work some hours, but you do get to experience Dragon Con uh, like on a level that uh, most people don't. And it's a great way to be involved in something that you love. So I, almost everybody I've talked to that's been a volunteer has really loved the experience. Oh, yeah. I've heard great things about it. And it's a great way to get involved with the con. Have you always wanted to say, wow, it'd be great to, you know, do more for Dragon Con other than just, you know, go to the panels and such. This is getting to see stuff behind the scenes and get to maybe even meet some of the celebrities and such. It's pretty awesome. I did see that they needed uh, some help in the Walk of Fame area. Now, of course, they're looking for people who won't easily geek out and pass out when they see, you know, actors and actresses. But they do. They just still need some help in that area as well. So, um, so yeah, check that out. Help out Dragon Con uh, by volunteering. And uh, like I said, it's a great experience um, being part of the show. I know from from my experience being, you know, a guest and being behind the table. It's just. It's fantastic. So, and all the volunteers do such a great job. It's, it's a, it's really an important part. But, um, and then last, but finally, not at all least, is we have a new video. We do. Oh my god. We do, Mike. You and Darren have knocked it out of the park once again. Um, they, you, we have released. Tell us about the release of this, this, this walkthrough video. Well, easily enough. We basically, about, what, now, six years ago, uh, Darren and I decided to do a walkthrough video of Dragon Con, go through all the hotels and, you know, scout out all the different, you know, locations where people hang out, uh, you know, easy ways to get through the sky bridges, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, we've been requested year after year after year, why don't you guys do another one? Well, folks, your wish has come true. That's right. Darren and I got together back in probably mid-June, and we recorded a new video. And basically, we now go through all the hotels, starting at the Sheraton, and go through the Sky Bridges, and we even go down to America's Mart and talk then all the way back up to the Westin and Peachtree Plaza and the Peachtree Center area. We talk about the renovations that are going on to the different hotels, and we even talk about the parade. It's pretty darn awesome. And it was well done. Um, and I'm sorry, who helped you out with the recording and editing this? Oh, our friend Lewis McCrary did. He had been on the show years ago, and he's starting up a video uh, editing business and a video production company. So he said, you know, Mike, I want to help you guys out. I'm a big fan of the ESO network, so let me do the production on this work. And he did a fantastic job. The graf- it really is. Came the gra- across, it came across really nice. The graphics he created, uh, the you know, the editing, the music, everything worked seamlessly together, and it just seems so smooth. And God, we almost look professional. <laughs> well, let's not go crazy. Yeah, I know, I know. But you could find it up on our the ESO Network Dragon Con. Uh, you could find the video for it up on YouTube and just under the ESO Network. It's pretty darn yes, awesome. We will- and we will definitely have a link to that. That'll be a permanent link 
links permanently, I should say, on all our show notes because uh, we want to encourage people to check that out. Great job, guys. It's been a it's been a long time coming, but I think it was worth it. There's been so many changes over the last few years. You kind of had to wait because anything that you would have done over the last year or two, if you would, if you had did one last year, you'd have to redo it this year anyway. I know, and I don't know if we're gonna have to continue doing it, you know, yearly now because <laughs> know, of all right? the different changes. But you know, as we like to say in the video, check the app for any new information. Yes, man, people must be so wasted right now um, because oh. of all the times we said app. Oh, did it again. I don't know what app you're talking about, man. There's no app out yet. <laughs> All right. Speaking of, okay, if they're not drunk already, guess what, Mike? What's it's up, Mikey? Time. It's time to announce the guests. Oh, Jesus. Yes. Yes, folks. <laughs> okay, since Mary's not here, I'm going to ask for Mike to be my assistant this month. And so we'll get ready, folks, to be tortured with so many mispronounced names. But we got a great list for you. Mikey, you're going to go first, and you're going to start at the bottom of the list. I'm starting at the bottom, and uh, forgive me for uh, any name butchery, of course. And, uh, and and yes, for those people who love hearing Mary do this, I, I'm sorry, because uh, this I'm not, I am a poor substitute. But we will start off with the guest list this month with Jennifer Morrison. Uh, perhaps best known for her roles as Dr. Cameron on House and Emma Swan on Once Upon a Time. She has also portrayed Zoe Pearson on How I Met Your Mother and Winona Kirk in the 2020, wow, has it been really 2009 Star Trek movie. Uh, Morrison will be appearing Sunday and Monday only. Get that uh, Once Upon a Time fans? Sunday and Monday only for Jennifer Morrison. Pearl Mackey is a British actress, dancer, and singer. She's best known for playing Bill Potts in the long-running television series Doctor Who. Her first major TV role came back in 2014 when she played Anne-Marie Fraser in the soap opera Doctors. Mackey will be appearing Saturday and Sunday only. All right. Well, Pearl's pretty big. I got one bigger, Mike. Peter Capaldi is going to be there. <gasps> the Doctor himself. Yes, Peter Capaldi, the 12th Doctor, is scheduled. He is a Scottish actor, writer, and director. He portrayed, of course, the 12th incarnation of the Doctor in Doctor Who, uh, Mr. Curry in the pa Mr. Paddington movies, and the voice of Rabbit in the upcoming Christopher Robin movie. I did not know that. Uh, <laughs> but Capaldi will be appearing Saturday and Sunday only. So Doctor Who fans, Peter and Pearl will be there Saturday and Sunday only. Interesting that, you know, they didn't me mention Malcolm Turner at all in that listing. Yeah, hmm. well, it's a, it's a family write-up. Yeah, they didn't want him to curse too many people out there. Yeah, they did. Bradley is an actor who worked on Marvel's blockbuster hit Black Panther. Adrian Pastar. Pastar? Thank you. I hope so. Has established himself as the finest and most versatile actor on the scene today. Man, his agent wrote this. Uh, Pazdar is has recently appeared on Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and CW's Supergirl and starred in four seasons on the hit t NBC series Heroes. Mm -hmm. Max Olzinski is an actor and writer best known for his roles on the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as Agent Davis, where his wife portrayed the villain in season two, Love and Darlings, and he was also in, in Time. The Nine Lives of Claw, The Last Ship, Shameless, and Hollywood Hitman, and much, much more. Dennis O'Hare is an award-winning actor with performances in HBO's fantasy series True Blood and the FX anthology series American Horror Story. He is also known for his supporting roles in such films as Charlie Wilson's War, Milk, 
Changeling, and Dallas Buyers Club. Deichem Lockham has appeared in many fan favorites, including Joss Whedon's series Dollhouse as Sierra, Being Human as Soren, The Hundred as Anya Tom, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as Jailing, Sky's Mother. Lockham most recently starred as Risling Kawana in Netflix Altered Carbon. Yeah, she's a mouthful, but man, she is gorgeous and she's a great actress. I've seen, she, I remember her from, yeah, Dollhouse for sure. Um, uh, Brett Dalton is an actor who is best known for playing Grant Ward and High in ABC series Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Dalton's other television credits include Blue Bloods, Army Wives, Nurses, and National Geographic Channel's Killing Lincoln. In addition, Dalton voiced the character Mike in the game Until Dawn. Natalia Cordova Buckley is an actress best known for portraying Elena Yo-Yo Rodriguez on Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She is known for her roles in Bates Motel, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Slingshot, Mark McFarland, USA, and as the voice of Frida Kalio in Coco. I didn't know I didn't that. Know. I didn't know she was a voice in Coco. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, wow, we're learning a lot. Um Alexandra Breckenridge has starred in the first season of FX's American Horror Story, Murder House, as young Moira O'Hara, played Kaylee in the third season, American Horror Story, Coven, Jesse Anderson in the AM series, The Walking Dead, and Sophie in the NBC series, This Is Us. Jack Walsh is a television producer and writer best known for his Emmy-winning work on cosplay, crafting a secret identity. Four Days at Dragon Con and Secret Atlanta, as well as his appearance at storytelling and comedy events around town. Jack's a great guy. And we had him on the show uh, talking about Four Days and Dragon Con and the cosplay um, films. If you haven't seen those, watch them. They are awesome. Mm -hmm. Joel Hodgson is best known for creating the Peabody Award winning movie riffing sci fi series Mystery Science Theater 3000. He was also the host of the series for the first hundred episodes. Hodgson also completed six years of touring with the original cast of MST3K in Cinematic Titanic. I'm going to let you do this next one because I think he has a special place for you. Yes, absolutely. I'm so excited to once again be joined and welcome Peter Captain Cutler. He works as a freelance artist and cartoonist for Tiki Zombie for New Legend Productions, Hero Cats for Action Lab, and... On comics, T-shirts, video games, book illustrations, album covers. Uh, he's done the album covers for Pure Ed and Radio Cult. Uh, websites and many other things. I am, um, I'm, so, I'm so happy to be joined by Peter once again. Uh, come see us. We're usually next to each other. We haven't got our table assignments yet, but uh, come check us out at the uh, comic pop art area. Dino Gorman is an actor, artist, and photographer from New Zealand. He is best known for playing the dwarf Feely, in the Hobbit trilogy, and for playing Anders in The Almighty Johnson. He has also appeared in both Hercules, The Legendary Journeys, and Xena, Warrior Princess. Okay, I never know how to pronounce his first name, but doesn't he just go by Voltaire? I mean, you just say Voltaire, right? You just well, know him as Aurelio. Aurelio Voltaire. But he's, Volt uh, he's, he's just known as Voltaire. He's just Voltaire at this point. I mean, he's been going to Dragon Con almost as long as I have. Maybe longer. Um... He is a media personality and respected authority on all things gothic, horror, sci-fi, steampunk, and involving, quote-unquote, geek culture. He is often referred to as a modern-day renaissance man, having achieved success in the fields of animation, music, comics, books, and toys. And he's just a staple at Dragon Con. 
And another, you know, basically stave of all. Another staple of Dragon Con, yes. Coming up is the Crux Shadows, one of the most notorious dark wave bands internationally. The Crux Shadows motto is live, love, be, believe. And it serves as a reminder that while the Crux Shadows may be writing catchy songs, the band has a depth that extends beyond the dance floor. Garrett Wang is best known for his role as Ensign Harry Kim on Star Trek Voyager, which ran from 1995 to 2001. He was keen to participate in a new role for the 20... New role for the 2007 fan production Star Trek of Gods and Men. Yes, he is a guest and a track director. Yeah, it's almost a given there that he would be at the show. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Because, you know, it would be kind of sad if the director phoned it in or something like that. (laughs) Right, I know Wait, wait, yeah, never mind. Never mind. Yeah, don't go there. Do not exactly. go there. Primetime Emmy win- winning animator Alessa A. Lewis is also a recruiter and a consultant, most notable for her animation on over 75 episodes and promos for FX's Emmy Award winning series Archer. She has also produced content for NBC's 30 Rock and Animation Domination. She is also a judge for the Emmy Awards. Caleb McLaughlin is currently stars as Lucas Sinclair on the Netflix original series Stranger Things. He can also be seen as JJ on NBC's Shades of Blue. In 2017, McLaughlin will star as young Ricky Bell in the BET biopic miniseries on the musical group New Edition. He's only going to be there Saturday and Sunday. He's another Saturday and Sunday only guest. Wow. 2017. In the past? Weird. (laughs) Well, you know, timey-wimey, you yeah, know. Well, well, we do have, you know, a doctor on this list, so I guess it's We definitely do. Yes. Lucky McKee is one of the masters of horror. He is best known for his critically acclaimed film May and his collaboration with author Jack Ketchum, including The Woman. He has directed The Woods, co-starring Bruce Campbell. He also directed and wrote a segment in the anthology film Tales of Halloween. Travis McElroy is a professional podcaster who hosts numerous shows, including BMBMAM, The Adventure Zone, Schmanners, Trends Like These, and Till Death Do Us Blart. He is also one of the titular brothers of the My Brother, My Brother, and Me TV show. Gaten Matarazzo stars as Dustin Henderson in the film drama series Stranger Things. He has extensive theater experience, including his Broadway debut as Benji in Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, Godspell's cast of 2032 as Jesus, and in the national tour of Les Miserables as Garachi. Saturday and Sunday, he will be appearing only. Another yeah, so str- wibbly yeah, wobbly strange- thingy. Yep, and Stranger Things uh, fans, uh, yeah, uh, just be aware, Saturday and Sunday only for the two Stranger Things guests. Uh, Juan Mas' fascination with the paranormal started at just 12 years old when he would go ghost hunting in the graveyards of his hometown in Chicago. On these adventures, he'd experience temperature drops and shifts in energy that he wasn't able to explain. This drove him to explore the paranormal further. Mikey Mason is a nationally touring comedian with an insane blend of stand-up comedy and music that intertwines and creates a cohesive show. His geeky material got him featured on Nerdist.com, Time Magazine's Techland, MTV's Geek News, The Funny Music Project, and even DrDemento.com. That's pretty awesome. That is awesome. And so is Lips Down on Dixie. 
They are an Atlanta-based Rocky Horror Picture Show cast, which performs weekly Friday night midnight shows at the Plaza Theater. Known nationally for their screen accuracy, the cast has made appearances at venues around the Southeast region, including Masquerade, Club Future, The Chamber, oh, RIP The Chamber, Tongue and Groove, and others. Matthew Kressel is a three-time Nubula Award-winning finalist, a World Fantasy Award finalist, and a finalist for this year's UG Award. His short and long fiction has appeared in dozens of magazines and anthologies, and his work has been translated into six languages. Mark Jacobs is a pioneer in online game development. With a career starting in the early 80s, he has more than two dozen titles to his credit including the, words, the world's third MUD, as well as one of most successful more MMORPHs of all time, Dark Age of Camelot. Diana Tixler Harold, writer, reviewer, artist, and librarian, is on a mission to bring people and the books that will change their lives together. Her passion for fiction, especially science fiction, and mm. fantasy had made her a popular presenter at genre conventions and library conferences. William Hayashi is an international award-winning screenwriter and author of short stories and novels and is host of the Genesis Science Fiction Radio Program. Benedict Wong is known for portraying Kubla Khan in Netflix's Marco Polo, Bruce Nigg in The Martian, and Wong in Doctor Strange and later in The Avengers Infinity War. It is unknown if he will reprise his role in its untitled sequel. So Ooh. don't ask him. Don't ask him. <laughs> Or yeah, he'll make you dis- he'll make you. you disappear. Yeah, they, only half the people are going to be there. Drake. Um, they, that's why they wanted to get more Avengers guests, but you know, there's only half of them around. So, um, I'm sorry. I'm just uh, too soon, Mikey. Too soon. Currently, actor John Kim has a starring role on the TNT television adventure show The Librarians. Actually, he doesn't because that got canceled. But he's used to star as Ezekiel Jones, a thief master of technologies, and a fan of classic crimes who enjoys playing the role of an international man of mystery. Paul Klimerchiff. Good luck. And, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. That's, that's the bad one. Yeah, I know. But she's so awesome. She really is. She is. She made her Hollywood debut in Spike Lee's Old Boy. Most recently, she joined the Marvel Cinematic Universe with her role as Mantis in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and appeared in the same role in the Avengers Infinity War. She'll be appearing Saturday and Sunday only. Catch her before she disappears. <laughs> Which is amazing, considering... Yeah, uh, Christian Kane plays Jake Stone, or played Jake Stone on TNT's Librarians. He has previously played Elliot Spencer for five seasons on TNT's Leverage and is well known for Angel, Close to Home, and Into the West. Film appearances include Friday Night Lights, Just Married, Secondhand Lions, Summer Catch, Hyde, and Taxi. Larry Elmore is one of the world's leading fantasy artists. His work have graced the covers of National Lampoon, Heavy Metal, and Dragon Magazine, amongst others. He is best known for his covers for the original Dragonlance's novels. Elmore makes Dragon Con an annual event. And uh, he's, he's a well-regarded guest of Dragon Con, very much so. He's, uh, he's one of the old guard, and we are glad to still have him with us. So uh, good for that. And great list, man. That's a lot. And we're not done. There's still... They're still announcing guests. Well, Mike, so, speaking of that, hot off the presses, 
Oh right, my goodness. Right I mean, off the Facebook page. Right off the Facebook page of Dragon Con. Just announced on Sunday and Monday only, Karen Gillian is coming to Dragon Con. Woo! So Amy Pond from Doctor Who. And of course, she's been in Guardians of the Galaxy, the first two actually, and Infinity War. Don't ask her about Infinity War 2. No, no, no. Because she was actually one who did not disappear. <gasps> Spoilers. <laughs> well, technically, she is the mother of uh, River Song, too. That's true. So. so you have to be, you know, prepared for that. But it's very exciting. And like Mike just said, they are going to be still announcing for quite some time new guests. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we will have an updated list, as updated as we can get for you in the next episode. But... So thank you and but apologies hold on, again. Hold on. Mike, how can people find the best way to find out about guests coming to DragonCon? They can go to the DragonCon Facebook page because that's where they usually announce them first. Yes, but then you could also look at them in the app. <laughs> all right. So now I hope you have all your drinking out of your – like literally out of your system because – between us mentioning the app, oh, did it again, and uh, of course all the name butchery we did, um, you know, you guys are really well prepared for what you're about to hear, which is we're going to go right now uh, after this break to a panel with some great track directors. It's going to be a lot of fun. Did you know the ESO Network has a brand new Patreon? That's right. We're asking for your help, and you could do it for as little as a dollar a month. Don't fret. All your favorite shows will still be available for free as always, but now you can get exclusive podcasts and more not heard anywhere else but on our Patreon. To sign up for the ESO Network, Patreon's easy. All you have to do is click on the link on the top navigation of the ESO Network website or go to patreon.com slash ESO Network. With your support of the ESO Network, it's you who will reap the rewards. Welcome back, everyone. And now I am pleased to give you a, uh, a first for the Dragon Con Con Report. We're having a roundtable discussion between some very fun track directors from Dragon Con. So without further ado, I will start announcing each one of them, uh, starting with uh, from Fantasy Literature Track. Seska Small is with us. Hey. Um, now, yeah, I got that right. Fantasy Literature, right? That's your track? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ah, cool, cool. And we'll get into a lot more about that in a little bit. But I want to keep in the introductions. We've also got with us from the high fantasy track, Jennifer Liang. Hey, how's it going? Howdy. You've been on the station before, but it's been a while, right? No, uh, at least a year, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's good to have you back. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, we also have with us uh, an, an old favorite, Joe Crow from the American Sci-Fi Classics track. Well... An old favorite. I love it. Yes. Welcome back, Joe. Thank you, sir. We also have uh, with us, after a huge absence, Q from the alternate history track. Really? Was it a huge absence? It felt like just yesterday. So, oh, wait, wait. That's the time travel thing again. Sorry. <laughs> well played, sir. Um, 
And we also are very uh, privileged to have with us Jarvis Sheffield from the Diversity in Speculative Fiction and Literature fandom track, a new track at DragonCon. Welcome, Jarvis. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. And I guess we'll start with, uh, I want to start with you, since you are uh, sort of with the new track and everything, very exciting. Um, Tell us a little bit about your personal experience with DragonCon and then how this track came about. Okay, um, I'm as you know, I'm the newbie, and I think my experience with, with DragonCon started in about 2008. I was in the Atlanta area um, at one of the libraries, and someone came in, and they were dressed up in some cosplay, and I didn't even know what cosplay was back then, and so uh, they were excited. I thought it was interesting, and so um, I was convinced to go down to see the parade so that's where everything started and that's been pretty much my focus um going to the parade seeing the um everyone do their cosplay outfits is always very entertaining to see the different outfits and i've attended a few of the panels but i generally stick with the cosplay okay um and and i'm sorry what year was your first year I think it was about 2008, if my memory serves me correct. Awesome, awesome. And when did you start getting involved with the tracks? Um, or is this your first time being involved with the track? Oh, this is this is my first time, um, but I've been part of DragonCon since about, uh, since January of this year, um, you know, planning and doing everything in the background. That's a it's an amazing undertaking, and it's a definitely. I think I know a lot of people are excited by this track. Oh, I'm ecstatic! <laughs> Just so be I, part of such a you know a historic and cultural uh, phenomenon. Yeah, absolutely. I want to get into the details of it as well as we go on. But uh, also, let's go to um, Seska. Seska, what what uh, is your story of Dragon Con? Since this is your first time on the station as well. I started when I was getting my first degree in like 2001, 2002, and pretty much just steadily made most Dragon Cons until um, life made me not go because I missed a couple because I was in the Army. So, And then I volunteered before I joined the Army. I stopped for reasons being, and, um, and then I came back a year or so ago because Sue asked me to volunteer on the sci-fi literature track. And then I got asked to do this. Very nice. Very nice. And, and how has it been overall? Has it been what you expected more than you expected? Uh, it's been a whirlwind because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I came on with, they went, so will you do this? And by the way, there's a month until you have to turn in all your deadlines. And I was like, um, okay. And uh, it's been like doing a research project in many ways because I felt like I was studying for the wrong exam. And because I've been spending my free time reading science fiction because I was on the science fiction track. So now I've switched gears and I'm really enjoying it though. I've had a lot of great support and people who have helped me when I've gone, um, who is this? And they go, oh, this is a really good topic. And so I've been had a lot of help with answering questions. 
Um, Jennifer, what is, uh, what's your Dragon Con tale? Okay, so mine is a little complicated. Um, in 2000, I went to my first Dragon Con, and it was just me and the person who was my fiancé at the time. He's now my husband and my brother. And we just sort of walked around. We looked at the costumes. We're like, oh, this is so cool. And me and my um, boyfriend, fiancé, whatever he was, I, I don't know, like the guy I ended up marrying. Um, we were both very involved in um, an online forum called Dragon Out, which is a forum for fans of the Wheel of Time book series. And um, my husband said, hey, well, you know, wouldn't it be fun if one of these program tracks was about the Wheel of Time and there was a place for all of our internet friends to come and hang out with us once a year? And he comes up with the ideas. I make them happen. And so I wrote an email to Dragon Con and said, hey, you don't know me. I'm just some lady, but wouldn't it be cool if we had like a Wheel of Time track? And one thing went wrong after another, and I ended up running a track the next year. Um, and I that's never volunteered for a convention. Yeah, it's you know, the age-old story. I didn't know what I was getting myself into, so therefore I was easy to talk into things. Um, and so I ended up running a track for the Wheel of Time book series uh, for a number of years. Uh, the track uh, was consolidated into fantasy literature a few years ago. And so I, at that point, was retired as a track director and, you know, got to like sow my wild oats and do other things on Labor Day weekend. Um, so I had a couple years off, but um, the, the senior directors in charge of programming had always said like, hey, like if you ever want to come home again, let us know. There's, there's always a spot for you at Dragon Con. I was like, oh, that's so sweet of them. They're so nice. And like just didn't really think anything of it. Uh, until last year when David Gordon, the, the head of fan tracks, um, messaged me kind of out of the blue and said, hey, we're starting a new high fantasy track and we would really like you to be in charge of it. And so we talked for a little bit about like, okay, like now that I know what I'm getting myself into, like what's the time commitment for track directors like these days? What exactly would be covered by high fantasy? How would it fit in with a fantasy literature track, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I liked how that conversation went. And so and, you know, one thing went wrong after another and here I am today. Awesome. Awesome. Q, what is your Dragon Con origin story? Oh, dear Lord. Um, <laughs> let's... So at some point, there was someone crying about Y2K, and that was going to be a big problem. And I thought if it was, uh, if it was all the same, I'd uh, at least try to finally get Dragon Con off my bucket list. So, uh, yeah. So in 99, um, there I was, the Hyatt, and people were complaining that this, the con was getting ridiculously way too big because it expanded to two hotels, and that was just <laughs> way too much. So, um, and, uh, and then, you know, this is kind of the early days of the internet. You know, we all had our, our earthlink.net email addresses, and uh, we all decided that, oh my, oh, oh my, oh my stars and gardeners, we have all found our tribe. Um, and I, I bore witness to DragonCon literally doubling in size like three years in a row um, as the internet became a thing. And um, it, it got to a point as I started to kind of grow into uh, what we now kind of take for granted as nerd culture. Um, I, uh, I kind of started to get a little bored because when you're 20 and you're at DragonCon and uh, let me just say when you're 21 and at DragonCon and can actually do the things <laughs> that I did at 20 uh, legally, um, it's like the best thing ever. 
But when you're in your mid thirties, uh, it, it, it kind of not much as fun as, as I thought it would be still. And, uh, I was getting to that point in my life where, um, I was debating on, uh, just, you know, should I even bother continuing on? Um, and, uh, uh, yeah. And then around that time I saw a bunch of people dressed up, uh, looking like Victorian fancy pants people. And they were all retro-y, and they had gears glued onto their costumes. And I thought, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. I'm a fat man here, and uh, obviously I can't look like a, a superhero. Uh, fast forward a year or two later, I, I actually did, but that's beside the point. <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, 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 here are folks that are not dressed up as any one thing. They're all kinds of body types, all kinds of people. Um, why, hello, you strange, wonderful, magnificent creatures. Where have you been all my life? And uh, that's how I found out about steampunk, because uh, uh, that's actually how DragonCon found out about steampunk, because it's that, that one cosplay group. You can actually chart the resurgence of steampunk from DragonCon cosplayers, believe it or not. Um, I believe uh, it. And, uh, uh, and LiveJournal, incidentally. Those two things, convergence of sorts. Um, but uh, anyway, so uh, I decided to help out um, – the, the brand new track and they would not allow a, a steampunk track, but there was an appetite for a, a, you know, micro genre of fiction at the time called uh, alternate history. And, um, I helped out the original track director for the first two years. And then afterwards they went off and did their own thing and decided to give the track to me. And I, uh, have been running it ever since I'm on my seventh or eighth year. I don't remember anymore. Um, in a it row. all kind of blends. Oh yeah. Straight. Um, yeah, yeah. We went from being in a very small room in the, the Westin. Well, technically one fashion show, one time in the Marriott to a track room at the Westin. So now I run, uh, two track rooms in the Sheraton and I'm using, I think about six hours worth of large track room time per day. Uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So pretty much like three rooms. Um, they do a lot of, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's amazing. I, um, I'm always impressed, especially with the dual rooms. That's, that's amazing. Does anybody else have two rooms? Not that I want to give like, oh, you know, Q even more the, props. But. On the round table call? No, I don't think so. Unless you guys, uh, got an extra room. No one told me. Uh, <laughs> But uh, Kellen, uh, Kellen at American Sci-Fi and Fantasy Track, yes. um, she runs two rooms. Um, uh, Kevin, who does uh, video game programming, uh, also has two rooms as well. Um, and Lee, uh, Lee Cox Query um, has a workshop room in addition to a exhibitor's room as well as an actual panel room. So he, he's go for broke a little bit there. Yeah, and um, I think does the the puppetry track has multiple rooms too, doesn't it? Too. Yes, yes, but they also there. I believe their additional room is also like a a workshop room where I yes. think all ages hands on type of activities are done out of that room. Oh, man, so much. There's so much at Dragon Con. It's just amazing. Um, Joe, Joe, what about you? What? Uh, how did how did you get? How did you end up where you are? Oh, good lord! <laughs> uh, what? Um... What what you guys earlier said about how lots of things went wrong and here is what here is where we are that that happened with me but 
in uh, I first started coming to Dragon Con like in the '90s, just as a fan. And like most things, you volunteer enough for things and ask to do enough things, as you guys said, then they tell you to do things at a certain point. And that is, um, I, w- I was a, uh, I w- well, I still am, a uh, writer and an editor of uh, website stuff. And that's how I got in um, to do doing, uh, like, be- appearing on panels, talking about, like, sci-fi entertainment stuff at uh, the Trek Track and American Sci-Fi Media with Kelly. And... Um, from there, uh, I worked on with the, the uh, American Sci-Fi Classics track, and then the guy who originated that track, Ron Nastrum, retired, and now I'm in charge of it, and um, it's crazy. I don't know don't know what I would do with two rooms. Well, I do know, <laughs> but maybe I shouldn't. The minimal room, all minimal, all the time. <laughs> Even more mics. Um, yes. So, and and well, we I should point out, we should also point out, you, Joe, you are co-director, right? With co-director, uh, right, yes. With, with uh, uh, our... technically in the Dragon Con system, it says director, but gotcha. I I think that there there's just not a, a box to check, but Mr. Gary Mitchell, who I've worked with at my website stuff, Revolution SF, for years, um, I dragged his sorry keister into this thing with me, and um, he has yet to forgive me. But uh, we we're 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 the co-directors of the uh, Sci-Fi Classics track. And, uh, and, and yes, great track it is as well. I know I've spent many, many times in there. So, uh, yes, it is insane. Um, what would you say, Joe, I'm going to direct this at you first, since we've got you on the mic. Um, what, uh, what would you say is one of the biggest challenges of running, uh, a a track? The, um, hmm. Oh gosh. I feel like the 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 coming up with or rather narrowing down the amount of ideas that you have and the your group has to put into programming is a big challenge because while Dragon Con is growing technically right now a Friday you only have four days and B, at some point, you need to physically be able to do things at Dragon Con. It's not like you say, hey, everybody do four days worth of panels. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> but I've considered it. Anyway, that, that that's my big challenge. Okay. You and um, me both. Yeah, Q. Does that you agree? Oh, oh no! Just saying. I've also considered just saying, "Hey, everybody, do oh. do four days worth of panels." I'm out. I, I see. I'm out. That's like that's a dream. Ah, oh, that's a, <laughs> I love it. What what would you, what would you say is your biggest challenge? Um, I think in my case, uh, it, it's it's understanding that I serve a very diverse and scattered audience. Um, Jennifer, I think you and I had a, a talk about this at the uh, last director's meeting, but 
you know, I think we both have a similar challenge in that regard. We've got some folks that are fans that really are coming to our panels because they want to look pretty and know how to make their costume the absolute best and the envy of all that survey. Uh, then there are folks that genuinely want to sit down and talk with some of their favorite authors. And then there are folks who just want to talk about the latest uh, episode of Vikings or Timeless or what have you. Um, and then there are folks that really just want to boast about how great their mustache is or something silly. Um, I mean, it, it's kind of all over the map in my track, and it's um, it, it's really been challenging over the years to uh, understand that. Um, I actually did something new this year specifically to address the challenge. Um, I went back, and, and uh, uh, as some of you folks here actually know me, so this will come as no surprise, um, I'm a huge data nerd. Um, so I went back over all seven years of previous programming because I, of course, saved them all in spreadsheet form and um, tried to tag everything under a certain demographic as either being for a fan, for a, a maker, or for a, a, like a learner type of person. And uh, then try to classify it as either a panel, like talking head thing, or an event, or a uh, presentation of some kind. And between those two different sets had nine different permutations, and then basically scattergraphed them all on a heat map, um, like you do. And uh, <laughs> realized the ones that I had uh, the absolute worst ratings on a panel for were ones that I had the hardest time trying to classify. And that's kind of when I had my, my light bulb moment and I realized that, you know, particularly this year, I've, we've been trying really hard to, to really clarify who this panel is for and what you will be expecting when you show up. And to do that in 300 characters or less is really hard. Yeah, that's amazing. I, I would love to see those stats. I bet they're fascinating. Uh, you don't don't tease me. I will send you the heat map. <laughs> I will send it to you right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I actually no, kind of find it interesting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Jennifer, what about you? What what would you find is the most challenging aspect of of being a director? Yeah, I think my challenges right now are pretty similar to Q's because uh, when they made the high fantasy track, they. Um, yeah, there's not a nice way of putting this, but they killed the Tolkien track to make my track. And so the Tolkien people uh, were very upset by that, as were the Wheel oh. of Time people when their track went away. Um, so that, that I was kind of like the right person to be the person to, to take the to morph Tolkien into high fantasy because I had seen um, what happened and what didn't happen when high fantasy took over the Wheel of not high fantasy when fantasy lit took over the Wheel of Time and like. Um, what the Wheel of Time fans didn't like and what they did like. And so I was like, I, I can do this. I cannot make these mistakes again. And so I, I, I have to make the Tolkien fans happy, and I know how to do that. Um, but they've also given me Game of Thrones, which is another huge fandom at Dragon Con uh, that previously yeah. didn't have oh, a home. Gosh. And so they're just excited that someone like gives them a home and like gives them panels, <laughs> and they only have to talk to one person instead of three now to get stuff to happen at, for them at Dragon Con. And so I have to balance these two really different fandoms, like the Tolkien people and the, the Game of Thrones people, like very different taste, even even for a subgenre like high fantasy, it's still very different taste. And so things that appeal to one don't really appeal to the other. 
And then at the same time, I also like, I like to do a little bit of wheel of time stuff here and there. Um, I, I've got Narnia, I've got the Shannara Chronicles. Um, you know, there's a b- bunch of new high fantasy shows that are going to be coming out any day now, according to their fandom. Um, and I have to make room for those as well. And it's, it's a complicated balancing act of a lot of different fandoms. Um, and I, I hope that I'm doing it well. Um, people seem pretty happy with it so far. Uh, but, you know, last year, I think I just had a lot of goodwill because I was, I, people were respectful of the fact that I was coming into a difficult situation and trying to be nice about it. So uh, I expect that people to be a little more honest in their feedback with me this year. <laughs> gotcha. And and we should say, I mean, I, I, I know from talking to many of you guys, as well as other track directors, the app and rating panels is so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. 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 A thousand times. Yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Like the, the Tolkien fans, because they were upset, um, did what I would have done in that situation and all rallied around their programming. So like, I, like about a third of my track is, is dedicated Tolkien stuff. Right. And so, um, all of my Tolkien stuff from last year was rated the highest marks possible and like long glowing reviews. Like this panel was great. We need more just like this next year. Like I'm pretty sure that they all got together and like helped each other write their stuff to make sure that I would see it and know that I, they, they love this panel and want to see more of it. And I, I expected that. I wasn't surprised by it because it's exactly what I would have done in their situation. <laughs> just, um, just imagine <laughs> these epic, long, Tolkien-esque comments and, like, the par- like huge paragraphs and pages that go on and on. They're grammatically correct, and these people know how to use semicolons. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Um, but they were very nice. Like they, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm complaining about them because they were just passionate fans, and I understood where they were coming from. And I, I really hope that I've been serving their interests well. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I do know, actually, I do know uh, some personally some people who are big Tolkien fans who were upset, and they are very much less so now. So uh, you must be good. Doing I'm glad to hear that. Yes, absolutely. Um, Seska, what about you? What, what? Um, what have you find found it's been a challenge as you embark on this? I think some of it, the app's been great. Um, I'm a little bit more like you, and I, I have a minor in applied statistics, so when they gave me the app data from last year, I went through, read, the, read everything, and may have done my own statistics on it, because I'm a dork. Um, but uh, it's been, I think probably the biggest thing is there's a bunch of authors and I'm so excited to meet all of them. The ones I haven't met, the ones I, um, and I've talked, emailed with some of them, but getting people on the right panels and making sure I have panels that people want. And because I took a break from fan, well, when I worked with, we have a lot of the same crew. So when I worked with them last, it was the Anne McCaffrey track. And, um, so it's a slightly different than I'm used to dealing with on panels, but um, I'm just making sure that I have the right people on the right panel. Um, I don't want to ask something like I, I went to a panel and I watched somebody ask uh, a science fiction writer about their favorite monster to write because everybody else on it was a horror writer and this one science fiction writer. And um, I have had nightmares that I'm going to do that or some, somebody, one of my moderators is going to ask somebody a question and then go, well, I don't write anything like that. So that's probably my biggest challenge is making sure that I keep everybody straight in, in the right spots. Absolutely. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. 
Um, and, and Jarvis, you have no real data to go by with um, your past, you know, this past track. This is all brand new. So th- is this is it wide open to you or do you uh, what challenges do you find? The world is your oyster, Jarvis. Enjoy it. It's your only time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is it. This is as good as it gets, Jarvis. I'm kind of jealous of that. It's kind of wide open, and I've been taking a lot of input from previous directors like Seska and Carol and Sue um, to get their input and uh, different participants that are interested in being on the panel. I want to make sure to get all of their input so that it will be inclusive in uh, in terms of the panels, inclusive in terms of the participants. But I think one of the biggest uh, things for me is the learning curve on the policies and procedures. Um, learning all of those in conjunction with making sure to meet all the deadlines. So I think the deadlines has been the biggest um, concern for me uh, in addition to learning the, the policies and procedures. It goes by so fast, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Way faster than I anticipated. Yeah, I mean it's it's amazing. I mean I'm sure there's still much to be done, uh, but yes, uh, I am. Uh, as we get closer and closer, it just seems to go faster and faster. Oh yeah. Um, and... Go ahead. No, I I definitely want to let you guys promote what you guys have going on this year. So um, Jarvis, uh, we'll start with you since we've got you on the mic. What uh, what what have you got this year? Uh, give us a you know a couple minute pitch on what you've got going on in this new track. Oh man, <laughs> I'm on the spot. But um, in this in this track, uh, we have about 22 panels, uh, four parties, two photo shoots, uh, two showcases, and participation in the parade. And so. Yeah, I got. I definitely have my my plate full. But yeah, we have the Wakanda party on Thursday, um, so that's b- going to be a big thing in terms of being new and um, exciting, based off of all the um, energy and synergy around the Black Panther uh, movie and the gender uh, Avengers movie. Um, another fun type thing, we're doing a, a group painting. Uh, we're going to do some group drawing. These are some of the late night events. In addition to um, a game night where we're going to have some um, board games, some video games, and some yard games. So that should be interesting. Um, and, and like I said, 22 different panels. Uh, where, where are you located? This is in uh, the Hyatt, in the Inman room. Okay. On that uh, first floor. I think it's 136. If my memory serves me correct. Um, We're also going to have a little showcase, well, not a little, showcase of videos and uh, animations. So it's quite a bit going on. Yeah, it sounds like a little bit of everything. But starting off with a Wakanda party, that's, that's awesome. That's 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 the way to kick off Dragon Con. Your first year. Well, I've been uh, fortunate to have some really helpful people um, in my corner to help jump this off. Now, um, are you guys all set with volunteers? Do you are you all good with your uh, like uh, needing help with tracks? I think we have uh, six volunteers right now, and I 
put a request in to get four more. And um, I have them kind of picked out, but I think the system is going to have to be updated for me to actually put them in the track slots. So I'll probably send a request for that tonight. Gotcha. Gotcha. Very exciting. I'm very excited about this track. Um, but also the other tracks as well. Seska, what have you got coming up? Well, we have, um, I kind of started with a non, uh, Friday night is the Fantasy Gather, which is something I'm really excited about. It's a non-traditional kind of track panel. Um, in fact, nobody's going to have a microphone. So, um, or I'm going to be the only one with it. We have about 15 to 16 authors lined up and it's going to be kind of like a social mixer thing for about three hours in one of the ballrooms we're in for that one. We're in Regency four or five, I want to say one of them. And um, we're going to have some music and the authors are actually going to be able to sell their books and interact with fans directly. So that some of these are authors are people who I've just met and I think their work's really neat. And some of them are Jarvis actually recommended two of them. Uh, Cause I've been asking for advice on different panelists, different authors uh, so that they can get a chance to sell their books without everybody hiking all the way over to the dealer's room and get to meet fans before they sit on panels. And um then we're bringing back the Delphic Oracle, which is a fun, funky panel we've done for probably a decade now, but it's always different every year. We, um, it's a pass the word. It's kind of like telephone, but with a microphone, because you say one word at a time and you have six authors who come up with some pretty crazy words. Um, and they also don't like being limited to one word at a time. Uh, we have on Sunday, I'm really excited. We have meet the authors and it's going to be focused on the dragon award authors. So we've been, we're inviting dragon award winners and nominees to come talk about their works that have been nominated in the past and, or even currently for this year. Um, we're located in the Hyatt embassy E and F, but we have six ballrooms this year. So, wow. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, it's going to be intimidating, but really a lot of fun. We have some great energy on the track, and we have some wonderful people who have given great feedback. I've, I've utilized Facebook by putting up panel ideas, and I've had authors go, hey, that sounds like a great panel. I'd love to be on that. Oh, really? <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, be care be careful if you say something on Fantasy Lit's Facebook page, you might actually end up on that panel. I I, so, I swear it sounds like you're taking pages from Joe's book. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know Joe's book, but if you if you sneeze, Joe puts you on the panel. no, I try I try to ask people. Joe comes by it honest. We all do that. If you're yeah, on don't, our don't. own tracks Facebook group and you make the mistake of commenting, you're on the panel. That is why we well, tell people who say, "How do I get on a panel?" We that we almost always say, "Take whatever track you like, join their Facebook group, and just basically wait." <laughs> that sounds about right. Most of the people right now who are following and commenting on Fantasy Lit are authors, so I I think they've definitely taken. An interest in uh noted that so it's been 
it's going to be fun. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, yeah, six ballrooms. I was shocked. I only asked for a few, and then a couple of my panel ideas were nice, big enough that Regina was like, no, that combination deserves a ballroom. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and and just in hearing you guys talk about, you know, the fan interaction too and how how accessible it is, is that's that's exactly what in my opinion what Dragon Con's all about. You know, is it really is fan run, fan interacting, and it is for the fans. It's just it's so great. Um, it's what makes it the best. Yes, absolutely. Um Jennifer, what have you got coming up for Dragon Con uh, this year? We've got a bunch of stuff. Um, we're doing the annual evening of Reparty on Friday, uh, and we're going to have a couple of bands playing at that. Uh, we're going to try to set up the, the room to look like uh, a pub, uh, and we're going to have, and I can never say their name correctly, um, Toucan Dub is a band that's going to play, and then we've got Landlocked, which is a band from the Georgia Renaissance Festival. My friend Steve is in it, so he's going to play it for us. Um and then I can't remember if it's Saturday or Sunday night because they're all blurring together right now. Um, one other night at Dragon Con, we're going to do the North Remembers How to Party, which is going to be our <laughs> Game of Thrones themed dance party. <laughs> I love it. I, I was really close to doing King Joffrey's wedding, but there was a, a question of taste. <laughs> I was talked out of that one. <laughs> so we've got a couple of big parties. Uh, we've got some really great panels that we're going to do. Um, we're going to do one about Star Wars being really a high fantasy story that's going to be called Space Wizards and Laser Swords. Um, we're doing, I, I like to do themes each year for our, our track. So this year our track is, is Beowulf. And so we've got several panels about Beowulf and its legacy and its influence and what it's been adapted into and whether or not it be, needs to be adapted again into a movie. Um it really is just a chance for me to talk about one of my favorite underrated movies, which is The 13th Warrior. Um, oh, hell yes. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I yeah. I wasn't every time on I mention, that, yeah. Is, that is an <laughs> awesome movie. Every time I, I tell just, everybody, like, Beowulf awesome. needs to get to talk about... Yeah, every time I tell people that Beowulf means we get to talk about The 13th Warrior, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're doing that. Um, let's see. Uh, we've got a, uh, a panel. We've got an interview with Peter Beagle that we're doing. Uh, he's the guy that wrote The Last Unicorn. Um, so we're really excited about that. He's had a really big influence on high fantasy in particular, uh, but fantasy in general. Um, I've got some Tolkien actors, um, like some guys that play dwarves or something like that. I, I they all, I'm not good at keeping track of actors. I'm more of an author person. Um, but yeah, lots of fun stuff going on this year. Absolutely, absolutely. And of course, we have to remind everybody to check the schedule, check the schedule, check the schedule. Even if we told you right now when everything was, it would probably change by the time of the uh, Labor Day right. weekend. Yeah. Yes. Like so. I, I put out my, uh, my tentative. I'm sorry? Yeah, I put out my, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Jennifer. Okay. Yeah. I put out my tentative panel listing uh, this week and I purposely didn't put days or times on anything. I just listed everything in alphabetical order so people could get excited about what to expect, but they're not going to be able to make any plans about it. Um, <laughs> I'll put out, I'll put out a version with days and times on it in a couple of weeks once those things get more solidly confirmed. Awesome. Awesome. Q, what have you got for 2018? Um, and you know, killing off a mute is a good thing. All right. So, uh, all right. I now correctly unmuted myself. Good. Yes. Okay. We can hear you. <laughs> uh, 
so yeah, 2018. Who oh boy. Um, a lot of new stuff actually happened with the track this year. So we are um, uh, growing and moving around. And, and uh, we, we uh, last year we found our new home in the Sheraton. And uh, it was a good little adjustment period. So this year we're really going to uh, uh, go full court press and see uh, how much we can bring people over to what is now like my favorite hotel of all of Dragon Con. Uh, for us adults that don't like to be surrounded by a million, billion, kajillion people, it's fantastic. I highly suggest you all come over. It's wonderful. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it, you know, our track is where history gets weird. Uh, and uh, we like to, to talk about time travel, divergent timelines, and having fun with things past and never was. Uh, uh, this year we have actual shows. Um in previous years, we were talking about steampunk and alternate history fiction, um, and uh, uh, we just basically admitted that if you're here to talk about steampunk movies, then go somewhere like Joe's panel, who loves talking about things that were terrible, like the Hulk cologne. Uh, but, you know, uh, the only steampunk show we would discuss that was, you know, were ones that uh, were good. So the original Wild Wild West television show is acceptable. But, you know, we tried to just basically talk about costuming and things like that. But this year we're, we've got a ton of great shows to talk about. So um, we've got a, a good chunk of the supporting cast for Travelers uh, this year. So we've got some Q&A with Travelers, um, all four, like uh, one each day. Um, we've got Rain uh, this year. Um, you'll notice that for our track this year, we've got a lot of um, shows that were in other tracks previously. But we're all kind of awkwardly in that track because... Uh, just there's a fan base. Um, and now if you're thinking about some sort of period piece that you really love, guess what? It's on our track now. Um, so we've got um, Black Sails, Outlander, Travelers, um, The Crown. Okay. Um, we've got Harlots. Uh, we'll be talking about Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries, which is one of my faves. Oh, I um, love that show. Me too. It's uh, literally the panel is Miss Fisher's Guide to uh, Solving Crime and Stealing Arts is, uh, uh, is, is the panel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, the Alienist, uh, that miniseries about one of the early serial killers. Uh, we'll be talking about that. Vikings is now has a home with us. So um, our theme this year, um, much like Jennifer, we're doing themes is uh, Vikings and pirates and knights. Oh, my. So um, because we have a ton of time periods to play with now and I'm incredibly excited about it. Um, so we've got a lot of things that are returning this year. We had a formal dance ball that was uh, not really a party, more like just formal dancing. Um, and it was an experiment last year. And because it was an experiment, it was in probably the worst location to do such a thing, which is the 10th floor of the Marriott with no actual walls. Um, yeah, that was that was a good experiment. But now we actually have a ball, like in a ballroom. Uh, and we've changed the name to the uh, Alternate History Temporal Ball. Uh, but it is the, uh, the the formal dance that we did last year. Um, uh, Splendid Teapot Racing is coming back, and it is exactly what it sounds. People basically put teapots on top of RC cars and race them. It's awesome. absurd and wonderfully weird. Um, we have uh, our Museum of Alternate Histories uh, coming back. This year we're doing something a little different. We're taking uh, one of our panel rooms and making it a, a permanent museum exhibit, which is what we normally do. But uh, this year we're taking our smaller room and making it permanently the museum and focusing all of our 
as much of our content as possible in that room to be really kind of mellow and laid back. So that way folks can really just kind of have some, some quiet time and enjoy the exhibits, look at the museum exhibits, as well as see a presentation about someone who is demonstrating like uh, uh, vintage antique accessories or talking about how one of the museum exhibits were made uh, with Hatton Cross Steampunk is one of our guests. He does these big uh, vehicle uh, builds and uh, he's got time in the museum, which on our schedule and pardon my ridiculously rambunctious dogs, but uh, on our schedule, it looks like it's its own panel. Realistically, it's more uh, bringing the museum a little bit more to life. Um, one of the things we are also doing on Sunday is uh, Sunday is our big track party, which, uh, again, this year is the Mechanical Masquerade, not to be confused with the Masquerade. Now, for folks of you that are this is your early first whatever Dragon Con, and you may ask yourself, why is the costume contest called the Masquerade? And that is because we're all old. That is what we used to call them <laughs> back in the day. Costume contests were called masquerades. Now, my track party is an actual masquerade. You don't need a mask, but trust me, most of us that are costume nerds will be wearing them. You won't be out of place. It's fine. Come on by. Have a party. It's good. Um, the Mechanical Masquerade uh, this year is the Mechanical Masquerade Exploration, uh, a fantastic voyage. Um, and uh, it is always a delight and a heck of a lot of fun, if I do say so myself, but I'm horribly biased. Um, let's see. Uh, that is some of the returning things and new content. Uh, we've That's got, awesome. Uh, yeah, we've got... Three room, like basically two track rooms, 73 hours, 68 pieces of programming, uh, just pretty much going nonstop. Uh, last but not least, we've got a couple of sing-alongs. We're doing the Hamilton sing-along, um, and uh, we're doing a sing-along for The Greatest Showman. Um, and my new favorite thing, um, a lot of folks really missed uh, Cogs and Cocktails, so uh, it's gone to a new name, and we got sponsored by Joystick Game Bar, and they'll be working with us this year to do the Chronicle of the Cocktail, the history of some of our most classic drinks. Um, and following afterwards will be Drunk History, Dragon Con Edition. Uh, of In course. Members from Drunk History will be with me talking about whatever our favorite history thing is as we will get volunteers from the crowd to pantomime as we're talking. Daddy, so, yeah, that'll be absurd and weird and dumb. Hopefully show up uh, intoxicated, but not to worry. There'll be a cash bar there for you to help in that regard. Awesome. Um, so great. Uh, yes, it is going to be a heck of a lot of fun. I am super, super excited for all of the fun stuff that we're doing. Um, but yeah, I probably won't sleep for five days, much like everybody else here. <laughs> of course. Of course. Yes. And of course. And Joe, last but certainly not least, um, what have you got going on? Oh, my gosh. Uh, let's see. The, every year, we like to pick a few uh, round number year of uh, year, years of anniversaries to talk about movies and or TV shows that came out in those years. The classic track, in a nutshell, is we venture into the archives of awesomeness. And it's uh, 10 years old and then all the way back to the beginning of apparently – all of filmed history. So we've got a few, we've, we've, we've got to narrow it down somehow. Uh, oh my gosh. So this year, our focus years are 68, 78, 1988, 19, and 1998. And uh, one of the things we are doing is um, on Friday night, we are showing 
the for 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 charity we are showing for charity the movie from 1978 kiss meets the phantom of the park nice it's a movie where kiss plays themselves and they fight evil robots what else i'm pretty sure it's the greatest movie of all time so what we're going to do, much like the Star Wars Holiday Special, which we did last year, is you come to the panel, we lock the door, you have to pay to get out. <laughs> <laughs> and last year we made so much money for charity. <laughs> That's right, you did. People trying to escape. It was Joe, awesome. you're my hero. That is the brilliantest thing ever. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so much fun. And um, we, we, <laughs> we're doing that. And uh, the movies that we're doing panels and tributes to are uh, including uh, Roger Rabbit. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Um, let's see. What else? Um, the 45th anniversary of Schoolhouse Rock. We're doing something uh, with that. It's been it's the 50th 50th anniversary of Planet of the Apes. It's the 40th anniversary of the first Superman movie. It's uh the 25th anniversary of Jurassic Park this year. So all inflatable T-Rexes and shirtless Jeff Goldblum cosplayers are welcome <laughs> to that one. And uh also Earth Station One, the podcast that we're on right now, is sponsoring the Big Lebowski's 20th anniversary. And that is going to be huge with more charity stuff that we're doing. It's going to be great. It, it sounds awesome. And uh, we are definitely looking forward to participating in that. Well, yeah. <laughs> And uh, I'm looking forward to trying to have time to go see the awesome things that all of you other directors have told me about tonight. I'm, I'm a try this year. I'm a try. Uh, I <laughs> won't. I, I, and much like I keep trying to say that, and I've just given up even saying that you all are doing awesome things. I will never get to see it, but I hope to live vicariously through you in pictures. Yeah. Well. But I feel much the same way. I, I love seeing what you guys are up to. I, Really wish I had time to come see it. <laughs> well, um, I, I appreciate all of you guys uh, joining us and taking time to do that because I know you guys have got a lot going on. So, But I think all of you have got definitely stuff going on in your panel rooms that are worthy of everybody checking out. So uh, we will have links to all your uh, social media um, in our show notes so that people can go right to your uh, Facebook groups or your pages and, and sort of sign up and find out what's going on. And of course we encourage everybody to check out the program, the the new program that's coming out as well as the, um, the app, of course we can't do without the app. So everybody's waiting for that to come. And since I've mentioned it twice now, I'm sure people have taken two shots. So uh, that's awesome. Um, I wish we had a lot more time because I love this discussion. It's been great. It's been great fun having you join us. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Wakanda forever. All right. See y'all later. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Sorry, Jarvis. I had Thanks to do for it. Thanks having us. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's all right. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And definitely, yes, check out 
the American sci-fi classics track, the alternative history track, the fantasy literature track, the high fantasy track, as well as the new diversity in speculative fiction and literature fandom track. Jarvis, that is a mouthful, man. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us. And we'll see you at the con. Thank you, guys. What is the Geekly Oddcast? It's a panel show of television. I mean, seriously, where else was I supposed to go and watch Gomez Adams ride a rocket ship on a railroad track? Gaming. And the dice say... 17. Oh my god, 17 is Mystic Quest. And whatever comes to mind. Why does Zod need a starship? Alternating Thursdays on the Geekly Oddcast. And now there's no better way to end the show than by talking with some misbehaving maidens. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks Hi. for having us. Hi. Yes. We have Saber and Flint with us. And uh, welcome back. Yes, um, you now, you guys, of course, have performed at Dragon Con before. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, back in 2015. Okay, so is this just your second time back? This is, yeah, this is just our second time back. We're awesome. really excited to oh, be coming yeah. back. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, well, you, yeah, they made the announcement, I think, uh, was it just, just this month, right? Just a couple weeks ago that uh, you guys were going to be back performing at Dragon Con. Um, and, and now are you officially part of the Filk track? Is that how that works? Yes, so basically we are a filk band with the filk track, but we also will be like having our table out on the concourse floor and other things like that. So so we're we're an official Dragon Con filk band and then we are also part of the filk track. So Very yeah. nice. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys very are yeah, excited. very exciting. And and so right now now this is a big deal of course. Um I would imagine um a big show for you guys. Do you are you preparing like special material, a special show? <laughs> oh uh, yeah. Well yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah. I've definitely made a new song specifically for Dragon Con, so I'm excited to uh debut that. Mm-hmm. Um I also just recently wrote a brand new parody that maybe we'll be debuting at Dragon Con. So we're trying to get some new content uh ready and we're definitely, you know, writing more verses to our like pass around songs and things like that. And we're just like really, really prepping our material, trying to get ready for this because it's we haven't so entirely big. new CDs since last time we were there. So yeah, so we we've got some. We got we're bringing in a bunch of new merch um, for our table. So yeah, we're we're doing a lot of prep work for Dragon Con. Now, how was your first appearance at Dragon Con? How what was that experience like? What were some of the highs of that of, of being there? Oh my gosh. Um it everything was, was basically so a high. That was my very first time <laughs> at Dragon Con and I was like, "Oh, freaking out. This is amazing." Of course, like I'm used to like mid-level cons, slightly bigger cons like maybe Otakon at the top, Katsukon, but Dragon Con is like a beast. And everyone was so nice and 
it was just an amazing night, our, our concert. Yeah, the concert was, it blew me away because we had a Friday night concert and it was our only concert of the con. And so we were really worried that nobody would come, right? We were like, well, I mean, the convention hasn't been going on that long. We haven't had time to do as much advertising because, you know, um, you know, handing out cards at the table and stuff like that. Um, three of us and it was so sad. Yeah, because Annie and also Annie wasn't able to be there because of, of stuff. So so like we were down a member. So we were really worried. And uh, the fire marshal actually had to come to the, con- the concert uh, because there were too many people at the concert <laughs> sitting wow. at the floor. <laughs> you guys so felt we like were... the Beatles. It was amazing. We were even better considering everyone was carrying around buckets of rum punch, just wandering around, sitting down. Like, oh, these are my people. It was amazing. Yeah, it's just it blew us away. The response that we had from Dragon Con and everybody loved us and everybody had such a good time. We had an amazing time. It was just great. The um, yeah, it must have been an amazing experience. I I mean, I don't I, I I don't know. Uh, like I would imagine, you know, you have probably played to some pretty good crowds before, but I would imagine that nothing's like Dragon Con. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> yeah, Dragon at the Con time that beast it's amazing. Yeah, at the time that was definitely our biggest crowd we had ever had. Um, we we may have performed. I think we performed at definitely some, you know, larger venues now at this point, um, and to some some pretty uh, enthusiastic audiences, as a, as it were. <laughs> but but that was that was still fairly new for us. Like like we were we were still a pretty new band at the time, and so that was that was definitely the experience that made us all go. No, we want to keep doing this. We that we got to keep doing this. Um, and, and yeah, and so we're, we're hoping for that to be magnified by, you know, five, 10 times this time around, because we've just got so many more fans and we've had so much more time to really sort of get the word out there that we're going to be at Dragon Con. We have people telling us all the time, like, oh my gosh, you're coming back. We're so excited. So we're, we're, we're really hoping to sort of recreate that experience for us again this year. Well, have, have either of you been to Dragon Con just solo outside without, uh, like since then? Yeah. Uh, I know Saber goes a lot. Normally, I've been a couple times with some friends of mine just uh, hanging out since then, but uh, I skipped a couple years, so this is my first year back after a little bit of a hiatus. I was going to say it because I'm like, it's grown. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. e- I even, even in two years, it's grown, like, significantly. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I... they, they expect it to be even bigger this year, so, wow. I'm excited. So excited. Like <laughs> the fact that we're getting to participate in the filk track was what we didn't do in 2015. So like we were with the other bands, but because we were just doing one show, we were a little bit isolated and we didn't know like where the other filkers were. And we had no idea what we were doing as a performance group at Dragon Con specifically, um, just because we were just like, oh, where do we go? What do we do? You know, kind of thing. And and now we're, we're so much more confident in it. I, I actually got to participate in the filk track. Um, last year, I went to a lot of filk track panels and things like that, and I was like, we have to be part of this when we go back. Whenever we go back to Dragon Con, we have to be part of this. So I was really excited about that. But like, I, Dragon Con was my very first convention um, over a decade ago at this point. Um, so I, I, and I've gone almost every year since then. So Dragon Con is like really my con. I love it. You know, for me, it, it always will be my first and, and the best con I've ever been to. So getting to perform there is just, 
it's so many dreams coming true. <laughs> I'm just excited to be part of the Filk Track now that I've met, we've met some of the other people that are actually on the Filk Track and have just hung out with them at other cons, be like, yay, we get to be with you now for an entire four days. Yeah, it'll be super fun. <laughs> now, do you know what specifically you'll be doing at the in the Filk Track as far as the schedule? Or will you be uh, participating? I mean, is it performing only? Will you be participating in some sort of workshops or panels? Or what will you be doing exactly there? So the official schedule hasn't been released to the public yet. So I can't right. share like a lot of times and details yet because sure, things sure, might sure. change, right? But they will be announcing it pretty soon. Um, so what I can tell you is, is that we will have definitely more than one concert this year, which is great. We're so excited to be singing more, more, more. And yes. we are going to be... Yeah, and we are going to be doing at least one workshop as well. So, yeah, we're, we're really looking forward to that. Very nice. Now, out where are you going to get a chance to, of course, I mean, it's Dragon Con. So in addition to performing and in addition to, uh, you know, being part of the uh, track officially, will, will you, do you think you'll have time to enjoy some other, are there other aspects of Dragon Con that you want to make sure you enjoy? Oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be tight, you know, and like we're, yeah. we're we are going to have a table with the other band tables in the Marriott. Okay. So we're going to be in that area. So we're going to be there all day, every day, but we have a team, right? You know, we have us and we have our boothies. So we're going to be able to trade off and hopefully get out to some other panels and things like that. Um, I always really like going to the costuming panels and things like that, especially like the historical costuming. Um, I do a lot of pirate stuff so I like going to the pirate panels and then I'm a huge party nerd right I'm a major <laughs> party nerd so oh, yeah. I love I love the concerts and I love the dances and I love the raves and like that's my scene so like I'm usually up till three or four in the morning partying and then going to the lake night filking and like it's just so much fun so I'm I'm probably not going to be as crazy this year because I'm going to be working, but I'm hoping yes. to get at least a little bit of that. Yeah. <laughs> my usual, I'm, I'm my usual like, Dragon Con. Yeah. I'm all for like the usual um, kind of themed uh, fandom theme parties. I like going to the Doctor Who ball night, um, that sort of thing. I'm especially excited because of the 13th Doctor coming out. And um, basically I'm big on the cosplay scene. I like bringing new cosplays. We cosplay as a group, but I also try to bring some solo stuff just to wander around in. And obviously the, the voodoo punch. I'm all for that. When, when we're not working, of course. <laughs> yeah. Wait, 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 wait. I think I need to ask. I don't know. Do I know what voodoo punch is? I know what apple pie is. I know what buckets of rum are. Is it yeah, voodoo yeah, punch? Is this something, a new thing? Mikey, Mikey, buckets Mikey. Yeah. Buckets of rum is voodoo punch. Yes. Oh, is it? Okay, gotcha. Yes. <laughs> well, you'll be it's just, very... It's just, it's just how, like, it's called, referred to on the West Coast or something? Is that, like, a term that they use, like... No. I, I thought that's what just what they called it. I yeah, wasn't sure. They have it listed as voodoo punch, and people have just started calling it the buckets of rum. Gotcha. All right, yeah. all right. Come all right. on, Mike. Yeah. you got to be in the know. Jeez. Look, after a couple, I'm, I'm lucky I barely remember what I had, period, so... Yes, no. please, bring that to our shows. Well, exactly. <laughs> well, we're bringing lots of apple pie this year, so it'll be awesome. Yay! Yes. Awesome. Yes. Oh, man, apple pie was like some of the first alcohol I ever had as a human being, and so definitely a warm spot in my heart, in my heart for yeah. that. <laughs> we will bring you guys a bottle for the concert. Yay! Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. That's Yeah, <laughs> then we'll see how well they perform. But mm -hmm. it's also... 
Yeah, exactly. I, mean, I guess with a, with a name like Misbehaving Maidens, though, you can kind of get away with a little bit of leeway, right? <laughs> this is true. We, we definitely have had fans tell us that they love it when we mess up because we're funny when we mess up. <laughs> and so we're like, I, we'll, we'll, we'll take it. We'll take the compliment. That's why we have you know, the main drinking game. That's when we mess up, you drink, and everyone wins. Exactly. <laughs> So we are very excited to have you back on at Dragon Con. It's going to be great. I am definitely going to make it a point to catch you guys, since, especially just since you'll be all over the con. Uh, so we'll definitely have to have our, our paths crossed at some point. Um, oh, for those yes, people please. who, yeah, for those people who want to be sure to catch you, um, obviously you're online. Where can they, where can they find out more about you guys? Well, you can find our um, main website is misbehavenmaidens.com. Just, uh, misbehaving with just the n no g um basically from there you can find us on any of our social media platforms or facebook page or twitter instagram um occasionally we do twitch things i or at least i'm trying to get us to do more twitch streams i generally just uh do my dnd stream through that but occasionally do some uh music um but yeah anything you want to find any information is best through our website and obviously they can pre-listen to, they're encouraged to pre-listen to some tracks so that they can actually request stuff at Dragon Con. For you. Yes. You can oh, find us on Bandcamp, iTunes, that. Spotify, p- half on Pandora. Yes, apparently. Apparently Pandora did uh, deny our second album. So we've figured out that we're too dirty for Pandora's box. Whoa, so, that's, kind of a, that's a kind of a cool <laughs> moniker to, to advertise with. Basically, you yeah. Tagline. You might as well have that tagline. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you're not too dirty for us. Aww. Yay! So, I, I, uh, that is that is. I do want to make sure that, that we do specifically say that our most of our content is sort of 18 plus. So, yes. <laughs> so we want to make sure that that anybody looking at our website, listening to our music, please be aware that um, maybe. I mean, if you want to show it to your kids, you can. It's your choices. But yeah, just giving you that heads up. Yes, <laughs> yeah. it, uh, misbehaving is not just a innocent moniker. No, no, <laughs> not, not by any means. Not by any means. Awesome. Well, Saber and Flint, it's so glad to have been so good to have you back on the station with us and uh, looking forward to seeing you at the show. Yes, thank you so much for having us. We're excited. Absolutely. Thank you. And we will definitely have show uh, links to all your stuff in our show notes so that people can check it out. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks again for joining us. That was awesome. Uh, you know, this has been a great show, and I hate to say it, but now we it's time to draw a close to our seventh and the penultimate episode of the 2018 Dragon Con Con Report. Yes, this is the episode before the last episode before Dragon Con. Um, a big thanks to everyone for joining us on this episode. Uh, all the track directors that you heard of, uh, heard from. Once again, we had uh, Seska Small from the Fantasy Literature track. We had Jennifer Liang from the High Fantasy track. We had Jarvis Sheffield with the new Diversity and Speculative Fiction and Literature Fandom track. Uh, we also had a good friend Q from the Alternate History track and Joe Crow from the American Sci-Fi Classics track. They all joined us. That was a lot of fun in that roundtable. I wish it could have gone on. So um, let us know how you like that segment, if you like them all sort of being on a panel in a, in a forum together, uh, because I, I, thought we, I thought we had a lot of fun doing it. So we were hoping to do that again. 
um, if not for the next episode um, next year uh, in a format. So uh, we're just changing things up a little bit uh, rather than talking one-on-one, talking to folks on a group. Uh, so we enjoy your feedback. So please let us know uh, what you thought of that segment. And, of course, have to give a big thanks to Sabre from the Misbehaving Mavens. We are looking forward to hearing them and, vi- and watching them perform at this year's Dragon Con. Um, and, of course... Um, uh, a big thanks to the director favor for which none of this would be possible. As I always like to say, I'm the guy who hits record. You are, you are, and you do a good job at it too. Oh, thanks uh, boss. Yeah. We've we only had to re-record four times. So that's awesome. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, and I want to give a big thanks to, even though they didn't join us, they were here in spirit, our station crew. Uh, you can bet that next month in October, as we do our last show before Dragon Con this year, um, Michelle, Eternal Zan, uh, Kevin, Darren, Mary, and maybe a few others are going to join us as well. We're going to have some more Dragon Tales. Uh, we kind of skipped that segment this this episode because we were so packed full of information and and, and conversation but uh, we definitely want to hear from you guys Uh, we try to cover all we can with these specials but to keep up with the latest news please check out the official dragon con website and social media outlets all the tracks have are active on facebook and various social media as well Um, we here uh, at the con report can be found on facebook twitter google plus and stitcher part of the eso network we want you to be part of the discussion, so please feel free to join us on social media and, and give us a shout-out. Let us know how you felt about the episode. Give us feedback, direct feedback. We love hearing from you guys. The Dragon Con Con Report is sponsored in part by Borderlands Comics and Games in beautiful Greenville, South Carolina. Um, since we last recorded, they have won yet another award. They were voted Best Comic Book Shop, and Borderlands Comics and Games is, is, is well-deserving of the honor. So they will also be in the um, exhibition hall. They will be in the dealer's room at DragonCon. We will have more information on that in our next episode, so you know exactly where you can find Robert and his crew. Um, they are, but if you are in the Greenville, South Carolina, Carolina area, check them out. They just had a really great article um, written about them moving to a new location. Um, there's just nothing but upward mobility for Borderlands Comics and Games, and we are so proud that they have uh, honored us with sponsorship. Uh, for more information on all things Borderlands Comics and Games, check out the, their website at borderlands.us. Um, yeah, borderlands.us, and uh, check them out on social media as well. And be sure to check out our Amazon link at the top of the esonetwork.com site. It doesn't cost you any more to purchase your stuff as you're preparing for Dragon Con. It really does help us out a lot. We also have a T Public store filled with all kinds of cool designs so you can wear them. If we see you wearing one of our Earth Station One or ESO Network T Public shirts at Dragon Con, let's just say Mike and I will have a big surprise for you. Yes. So if you've got the T Public shirts, wear them and come by the table on the fourth floor of the comic and pop artist alley come by uh, my table and, and show off your ESO shirt. And uh, we will, we will show you back some love, um, all kinds of love. There's uh, really cool designs. Most of which were uh, designed by Mary Ogle and uh, other fantastic folks on the network. There's a link for that at the top of the ESO network page as well. And last, but certainly not least check us out our Patreon page. Um, we really are so thankful to all our sponsors 
thus far on this great adventure, this great adventure that we have podcasting for you. Um, we have begun our release of episodes from that are exclusive to patrons. Uh, all you have to do is at the $5 level, $5 a month level, you will have access to exclusive content, including one panel a week that we recorded at DragonCon 2017. So that has already begun. Uh, we have put up uh, my panel that I did with uh, the creative team from Rockstars, uh, the comic from Image Comics. Uh, they, we've already released that. Uh, there's more good stuff to come in the weeks prior to DragonCon. So if you want to hear some DragonCon 2017 panel content, sign up and become one of our patrons. because we And then you really help us out a lot by doing that. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Mike Gordon, and it has been my pleasure. We'll see you at the con. I said, I hate you, little girl. What do you do? I've been waiting all week for something like you. Cause it's Friday night and everybody's in the street. I say, come on, come on, come on, come on with me. Hey. All that weekend. Gonna be some fucking rolling. Everybody's gonna get you. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. <laughs>